was very important to establish the idea of human freedom. And all our political systems are built on various adumbrations of this concept of freedom. We're taking over the airwaves, St. Louis. So step out of your safe space and polish up that foil hat. I have certain rules I live by. My first rule, I don't believe anything the government tells me. It's Who's Your Sophisticate with Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin. Your deprogramming begins now. Man cannot fall and be redeemed without the dimension of human freedom. Only the free can be guilty because only the free are responsible for what they do. What's cracking, St. Louis? Mm, yeah, it's Friday. Mm. Steve, what a week! What a week, Craig! What a week! Oh my God, what a week! Uh, we, we're gonna, are we going to be able to get to everything tonight? We have Dr. Mimi Vo in here, who's going to be at Mo Canacon. Um, we got Jen in here. We got Matt Reeser in here. We got we got intern Roman. What up? We got Seth. Is Seth here? Hi. An integrity. I showed in the up building. to work. <laughs> I almost didn't. I almost pulled it. I, I wish played hooky. I wish you didn't. Integrity in the building. Integrity. That's why right. now we can get the show started. Now we can get the show started. Now we can get started. What a week, Greg. Talk to me about this week a little bit. Uh, well, there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on. A, there's been a bunch of crazy stuff going on. Uh, the, the sophisticated Hoosiers uh, fan page. We have a fan page. We do. We, we created it. Um, but we have a Hoosier Sophisticate Facebook page. You can follow along this show, WGNU920AM.com. You can also follow along with us there. Um, but we've had a wild week on the on the fan page with people leaving, people getting mad about certain posts. Matt was putting inappropriate stuff on there. Bad man. That was Matt. <laughs> so make everyone run for the hills. No, it's a... Uh, I don't understand how uh, people get so upset of what strangers say online. And we talked about it last week, remember? Or was it two weeks ago when we talked about civil discourse? Uh, we talk about it every week. But yeah, it yeah, seems like it. It, 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 it does. does seem like it. I am uh, yeah, I'm amazed at, at how much people are willing to rent out space in their head for free. I mean, it is. It's really crazy. It's, okay, can I steal that? Sure, it, like on a meme with a butterfly. Or you something? can you can make it at whatever kind of. Uh, <laughs> I said it on like show three, but we're not paying any attention to that right now. I stole it from Craig though uh, for before that, so I guess it comes. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's an original uh, Craig thought. No, I thought I, that was off the cuff just now. There are a lot of people yeah, that are just, I think, professionally offended, and it's it's really it's really just <laughs> a weird thing to witness. It it wasn't a, it wasn't a good joke. What I'm referring to, and I don't know if I can say it online. You can't. Uh, on, no, on I can't say the meme out loud. I don't believe you can. No, really? No, but no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, immediate. Well, you're supposed to ask me, and no. Seth, well, can you like break it down so the listeners can know what's going on without actually having to see the quote itself? Okay, so. Let's say you get, to, you get into an argument with your significant other, and, and men and women are very different in many different ways, and some men feel that women, when they argue, can just carry on forever, right? Yeah. That was just the first half. Yeah. And then the second half had this counterpoint that, you know, 
they basically said, yeah, man, I'm trying to pick just it right. doesn't yeah, it doesn't carry but, over no. to a Clinton Lewinsky <laughs> relation. It, yeah. Although her jaw never gets tired from arguing. Very good. It does get tired from other activities. Sure. It, it could be anything. Eating pistachios, uh, <laughs> performing fellatio. Pistachios. It doesn't matter. Pistachios. <laughs> Very good. I hope that you guys were able to put that one together. You have to be a super slow. <laughs> guys, by the way, yeah. I was not expecting you to do that and throw me I know, in that I seat. And I thought I did pretty good. I, I think you, you did well. Pistachios. I can't believe you went with it, pistachios. I, I think you did well. And you have no idea... I'm so excited because there's a recall to that in the second hour. You'll notice it whenever it comes up, but uh, it was just a very uh, timely, a very timely uh, mention of pistachios. Um, we have we actually have some female energy in here, which we're not used to. Feeling it at feeling all. It's a little heavy. Put it Night on a girl. little thick. It usually stinks in here. You have a nice smell to you, so thank you, ma'am. Um, but, I mean, as f- I just didn't think the joke was that funny. And it's like kind of one of those old, uh, you know, we- we're kids who grew up in the 90s. And it was always the sitcoms were always like, oh, idiot husband, fat idiot husband. The and Homer Simpson. show wife. It's sure. kind of like, Dan what Connor. In- He's lying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he exactly. wasn't an idiot, though. That guy can fix And Roseanne was hot? What are you talking about? Wait a minute. We just watched the Roseanne podcast with Joe Rogan today. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, how was that? I know he's it been was, trying to get it for a while. I mean, what she, did they talk she about? had some valid points. We talked about her losing her show and all the stuff that got blown way the out tweet. of proportion. Like, yeah. Yeah, like uh, she was on Ambien. Ambien. Yeah, she was on listen, Ambien. She listen, we've that gone over well. this. Sober and it wouldn't have been that. We've gone over this. Uh, if you ask me, I, I, I believe the Ambien. I'm just, oh, I mean, when I'm I was in Iraq, I was on Zoloft and Ambien, and I did Ooh, some crazy. Stuff. I believe the Ambien ally. I have had weird things happen to me. The one time I did it, I was like, I am never doing that again. Can I do the, my streaming pick? Even though I never do streaming picks. Drug. Um, you want to do it now? Actually, uh, last night, the new South Park dove into uh, ambient use while tweeting. And it's pretty good. Everybody check that out. Okay, okay. interesting. We well, that's the, the ambient defense is real. In a court of law, because one of ambient side effects is you may do things that you do not remember yeah, not doing. At all. It's like not how many all. of these people hypnotic. that are doing these disturbing things to people Snacks. all over the world, if they're not on some type of antipsychotic or sleep medication, you <laughs> know. take two and you mix them together and then you go crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's classified as a hypnotic, meaning like you literally Dude, unlock part of your brain. I went on an unsolicited shopping spree some. on adamandeve.com. <laughs> Okay. On Ambien. The whole studio. Hey, everybody, look who's in the building. Yes, yes Integrity's Bob. Get her on. Get her on the radio. Get her on the radio one day. Never, ever You ready? She'll never do it. You ready? Say hello to everybody. Say hello to all four people. My mom's listening, so you can say what up to my mom. She's going to get on the mic. Hello, everyone. Oh, Craig's oh, getting two cards. Yeah, Mercury <laughs> must be in retrograde. We're good. We're sharing. We're good. Cool. Oh, geez. Yeah. So that's that was crazy. So on the fan page, I mean, were you you're on our fan page? Were you offended Absolutely. by? Absolutely no. You no. you weren't offended by it. No, because that kind of stuff you can't give that space out in your brain. You just have to look at it and laugh and be like, "You're dumb." And you're yes, fine. I was like, that's, "That's just in poor taste," and <laughs> it's really not that good of a joke. I did, yeah, I didn't it, think it was funny, but I don't mean it's not funny from an offended point. Yes. It's just not funny. No. It's dry. Someone said it was the most Cliche. vile, yeah. the most vile thing, and I was like, "You really? And in no. all fairness, in all fairness, I was not given a roadmap of eggshells <laughs> that I yeah. was supposed to navigate. 
right. I mean, if somebody gave me a map and said, you can't go here, I would probably still go there. But I would at least respect the effort that it took to uh, define your line of, yeah. what's, of what's gone too far. Yeah. Because you, you give me on our fan seconds, page, I'll be on. more vile than that. In oh, yeah. Oh, God. Like a lot more you You've done it already. I mean, you yeah. guys remember the Urban Dictionary game show? Yes. That would that yes. would blow some people's minds. Oh my God. Oh, God, if you're offended yeah. at that meme, yeah. you we would have lost easily. Hundred, oh, yeah. hundred. Well, Heather Squared, um, she is the person. Two. When it was uh, when I was four or five years old, she's my cousin from like my dad's distant Greek family. Okay, so it's like we'd go to Chicago. They lived in Chicago for like these Greek events, and everybody's you know like you know the Greek my yeah. big fat Greek wedding and yeah, stuff. Sure. It's pretty similar to that. The old when these people get, <laughs> when they get together, when the Alianists get together, when the Elginopolis, um, but when, when they we had a party, and she's like, hey, I got these balloons with helium, and I got this guitar. Suck a little bit of this helium and go upstairs and start strumming on the guitar, and just I think I sang Elvis or the Supremes or something. And the adults it killed. were rolling. It killed. Dude. And I was like, yep, I'm going to play the guitar for the rest of my life. That's powerful. And, and so when she was like, this is the most vile thing ever, I was like, got to save her. You know what I, mean? I was like, I got to come in there. And- well, I had an aunt the other day step on step on the page, and like I'm like, uh, she's, she's my integrity's mom. Uh, Settle down. <laughs> Jesus. I know. Lord. I got really excited. Knocked my headphones off. Uh, no, but my aunt went on there and, and started to engage in a debate, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Ah, you know what? She's a bright woman. She can that's, hold her own. She's yeah. a strong, powerful that's woman. Just that's the way, yourself up. That's the way I'd look at it. She's just fine. And everybody gets to decide what is their line. If she doesn't want to be there, then then don't be there. That's really the easiest way to, you know, you can choose to keep scrolling. One of our rejoins was George Carlin talking about, you know, there's two knobs on the radio. Like, oh, yeah. No, that's the deal, too. I had an innate feeling inside me to protect her and jump on whoever yep. was attacking her, sure. right? Yep. Because that's my family. That's yeah. Even though she, I was like, well, you know, there's a lot more stuff on there. And I, it's, two people have said, that's the first thing I've seen from this page. And it was like something awful. I'm like, <laughs> we do so much, we do great stuff on yeah, this he page. he doesn't see any of the charity stuff. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see any of the people coming together and telling each other how much they love each oh, other. Oh, I know. You like, see any of that? Like the dad who, his kid has two different diseases. He's blind and he can't move his joints so he pushes him a wa- around in a wheelchair That's for powerful. the marching band i was weeping yeah, this yeah. Morning. you gave the you gave the fan page a cry yeah and uh, they were old the old tcs uh hall of famer the only hall of famer old nenzi yeah. yeah he was sitting in the airport lounge bawling his eyes out <laughs> waiting to get on his flight <laughs> perfect, perfect. God, I love him he goes uh, would you hold it against me i'm like, like i would hold you against me <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you went there with it. <laughs> all right, so we've we've Men's. pretty much knocked out all the problems on the fan page. If you you know there, you're going to see things there that you might not agree with, but we're learning from each other. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. It's all good research. But the, what about the thing where they're like, "I'm leaving this page. Okay. Goodbye. I say goodbye." You're like, <laughs> "See well, bye." Yeah. I'm like, well, announce when's your arrival flight? When's your leaving flight? Action. Like, speak louder than words. Just uh, go. That's my cousin. I'll kill you. <laughs> Talk to her I, like that. I welcome you to stay. <laughs> Steve, That's what's, in, what's in front of you there? You're welcome to stay. Speaking oh, of great fan page relationships, what do you got in front of you? Hey, Craig, Steven, Seth, and Roman. The meeting of two personalities is like the contact of two chemical substances. If there is any reaction, both are transformed. Carl Jung. This quote definitely encapsulates the feeling of transformed gratitude in both of us after having the honor to be on your show. What? We look forward to honor. many more awesome... Uh, conversations in the future. 
we all can be the source. Much love. Our friends oh, can be the source. Yeah. Heather and Nathan. Man, they're good. Oh, man, they're great people. God, great they're people. the worst. Why didn't Heather Squared see this? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> we it, are a man. ball of love, and every now and then we pick up oh. some fuzz. All right, we just brush the fuzz off. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, I think we have a phone call. Integrity? No, we don't. He, there's no way. No, he's, we don't. He's not tonight. We went like a solid week, but uh, you know what? Screw it. What's he got? What's... Ah, <laughs> oh. tampering control freaks in big nerd packs, taking everything over, ruling everything, becoming oh, police officers with weapons, tasering us for fun. That's... I've had it with control freaks and scum. <laughs> people are cancer. I haven't heard of him in a long time. Why is he calling in? Hey, hey, buddy. I'm a little chicken neck bastard, and nobody's got the will to see what I am. Alex. Chimera, Chimera, <laughs> I Alex. Didn't get Hello? Anything out of that? How does he? Uh, how does he? Quit maintain, letting him on the show. How does he maintain his blood pressure? God, oh, man. man, that's ridiculous. We've also had some. Uh, I saw an, an image that I never thought I'd see of. Uh, Kanye West and uh, President oh, Trump my goodness. embracing yeah. the Oval Office. Did you, did you see them? President uh, Hector Macho Camacho dude. Gatorade Doritos, what's his name dude, in the yes. idiocracy? Yes. Someone made a meme of, of Django Unchained, and they had Samuel L. Jackson and oh. Leonardo DiCaprio, and they put the two together. I was like, oh, man, that's, a that's low rough. Blow, Why that's a low blow. That? Yeah, that's not even close. That's a low blow. That's a terrible... Are you hey. guys fans of Kanye? Uh, Just overall, like... Yeah. You know what I like about Kanye? I like his beats. I like that you never know where you stand with Kanye. I appreciate that about him. Kanye's like, hey, I'm going to do what I do, and this is going to alienate pretty much 90% of my (laughs) fandom. And I'm really appealing to a larger group of people that probably don't really consume what I sell. I don't care. This is me. Yeah. And then, you know what? His next album comes out, and people are going to be like, even the people that loved him in the past, they're going to be like, all right, let's see what this idiot released. Mm -hmm. I have a beat fetish. That was awesome. That it was, was like awesome. Inception. I'm not on that. <laughs> Pretend like nothing. The federal government died. just silenced <laughs> us. Is what happened. We'll talk about Yeezy. We really don't like, like Yeezy. Hijacked. Well, I uh, early like early Kanye was awesome, and I have a beat fetish, and he's not afraid to take uh, risks as far as a musician. So I respect him for that, and he's. You know, he calls himself Ye and Yeezus. And I've always thought that we put, we make gods out of these celebrities. And they can't go anywhere. Otherwise, they're rushed by everybody. And we're like, you're not acting normal anymore. It's like, of course they're not. I'm under a microscope 24-7. And they can, like, snap their fingers like uh, the guy from uh, that comic book movie. And uh, (laughs) Dr. Manhattan? No, the guy with the Infinity Stone gauntlet. Superman. Someone. Thanos. Thanos. Thank you, God. Oh. Um, but, you know, they can become Thanos. And it's like, hey, why aren't you acting normal, guy? Why yeah. are you getting up at the, because at the you VMAs? Gave me unlimited power. Yeah, that's it. And Mrs. now. Mrs. Janny Shanahan uh, texts in and says, it's my second favorite AM radio show fan page and trending up. Oh. How about that? Oh, and, and I think in, in terms of our going back to the phone call, that was terrifying. Hold me. Oh, okay. I'll hold hold you. This is Janny Shanahan. But, like, I'm at, aren't aren't we all at a point? Do we really care who Taylor Swift's voting for? Do we really care? First off, how do 
I relate to you? I understand that. But, like, can we get to a point where we just don't care what, what these are? Are they finding out that their influence really isn't that strong? You know what I mean? Like, in the, in the voter booths, like, at the end of the day, when, when these mass Vote waves. Vote or die. In these mass know. waves of voting. Like, I just, like, I'm, you know, I'm on the record. Like, P. I Diddy. hate rock the vote campaigns. I can't stand the idea of telling people to vote just because, like, an uninformed electorate is as dangerous as, as people not voting. I at wonder all. how much way they, they do vote. rock the vote. Some vote. of these people are dumb. I voted I mean. for George Bush the first time. Because I was like, uh, uh, I want to see Will Ferrell do more impressions of him. <laughs> That's me as an 18, 19 you know year old. Funny, I was like, like, yeah, I can't wait for that. And you know what? When on, my people. When, right there. My people. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. When, when Bush was on his way out, like, I remember comedians being like, man, our job's about to get a lot harder. Yeah, and it hasn't gotten harder. This no. is a circus. No, this dude. is a circus going on. Right uh, now. I remember I used to be a big Avid Daily Show guy uh, when the John Stewart. Yep. I haven't really got around to the new one. Um, I like it. It's fine, but I just love. I'm a huge John John Stewart guy, and he would always make fun of Trump. And like the the all of them do now. Trump becoming president though was the joke. Right. Like yeah, yeah. right. Like that's ever and gonna they happen. They ate a giant plate of crow. Yeah. Ooh, and a he, giant. Plate. They were actually like, oh, we hope that he becomes president because uh, you know we'll have more jokes. But now <laughs> it's like, wow, every. But it's tired, Just right? Like, security. there's a ton of fatigue around the Trump joke. I mean, I, I, oh, he yeah. makes it easy. Obviously, there's always something that's getting thrown out there that's either out of context or purely in context. Take his Twitter away. Take his Twitter away. Con Fifi. Just, just stay off of Twitter, big guy. You know, just 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 do your thing and stay off of the social media. Um, I mean, there's just it, it's tiresome. I'm so disconnected with all of it right now. I just. The yeah. way that it makes friends talk to each other. I can't believe that people have that much of themselves invested in a caricature. In a bunch of caricatures. It's not just one person. It's a zoo. This is insane. So, so you know what? Kanye going to the president? Hey, cool. You know what he did say to him? He talked to him about criminal justice reform. Yeah. So if there was anything, he sat there and he asked him some point-blank questions about, you know, the, our federal prisoners... A lot of them are in for nonviolent yep. crimes. Let's look at criminal justice reform. It might be the single, the one single issue that makes the biggest impact, I think, on on impoverished communities, on all of that. People that are that are turned into career criminals. That's a, or we've talked about it. Just the snowball that happens when just a little petty crime turns into this hanging debt over your head that you chase, you try and get out of by committing more crime. And it's like, how about we 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 turn our Around in St. Louis, we've got plenty more to worry about, guys, than a possession charge or things like that. Let's turn our let's turn our eyes to violent crime, you know. And Settle let's, down let's, with the applause back there, and integrity. Let's, and let's look let's look at changing criminal justice reform because I feel like it makes the biggest impact for all communities across the country. That's the one thing the federal government can do tomorrow. Um, talking about you know uh, drug charge, nonviolent drug charges, things like that, that could change the game. God. Craig, you're an amazing man. You're an amazing man. I love you, and I'd like to play a little game with you and everyone here. What is it? Called Things We Love. It's a time for fun, pranks, and jokes. Of ice cream cones and chocolate sodas. Said when I get it, when I get it now. Said when I want it, and I get it. What, huh? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. You're the worst. Little Zane, Dude, what is that creature? Little Oxy in the house. This is things. This is things I love. I'm not talking about him right now. You found, you found, you found the one thing. 
that could make me angry. Oh, shoot, man. Oh, man. All right, Craig, you got something for us? Or what are you thinking today? What do you love? Yeah, I'll tell you what I love. I love getting a good night's sleep, but in the middle of the night, waking up, and you're like, oh, man, I probably got to be up in a few minutes. Because sometimes I wake up 10, 20 minutes before my alarm. So you like you start to get up and then you look at the clock and it's like three in the morning and you're like, oh baby, I'm going right back to them sheets. I'm gonna lay my head on that pillow. I'm gonna give me three more hours. This is gonna be so good. I love waking up in the middle of the night and getting bonus sleep. Bonus sleep. Bonus sleep's the jam. Over time. Over time. It reminds me of when you said when you used to take a nap after school, you'd wake up at six and then you'd like think it was six in the morning the the next morning and you're like, I'm late for school. Why wouldn't anybody tell me? You got 12 hours, pal. So you reel it back a little bit. Pipe down. You want dinner? All right. I'm going to do a thing I love. And, uh, you know, it's little things you you gravitate to that you kind of scoop up. And my kids, obviously, I love my kids, but Ivan is such a good age and. You you know it, it, the when you observe them in like their little world yep. and the things they're doing like he was playing with this goat just on the way here and I'm like dude and I, you can observe this kid just about any time oh yeah and he's you can tell he's just in his own world and he's loving it and he'll look up at you and flash you a smile and you're like oh dude you're just like what's that pure happiness coming out of you it's right awesome. now and he's like yeah goats go like this <laughs> and he's like in his mind. That's how goats go. That's how goats go. And I was just like, the, the little observations that you can catch them, because usually they're like, ah, help me with something. <laughs> and you know what? There's a, there's a really cool couple years span of Ivan's age up yeah. to like even like Trevor's age right now. He's, he's six. Like I watched him uh, doing a little like don't step on a crack type thing where he was like dancing around on these tiles on the floor. Trevor's a great one. And you got a great one to observe, oh, yeah. too. And, <laughs> but like there's to see all of that personality come out, because when they're little and they're great, like yeah. it's like that first break when they don't Keep really have any emotion and they're, then they finally start to crack a smile, then you can't help but try and make yeah. them do that belly laugh yeah. as often as yes. possible. That just keeps growing and yeah. snowballing and yeah. to see their personality and watch them become a, a, yeah. a shout sovereign out, being. Shout out to Trevor and Ivan. Yeah, what's uh, up, boys? Al- Oliver and... Oliver and Landon uh, wait. and Sophia. What's the nickname? The what's the nickname? Drift. <laughs> drift. <laughs> drift, baby. Shout out to Drift on the radio. Hey, listen, he's so fast he couldn't put the brakes on to call him Drift. Yeah, what are you going to so do? Much. Matt, you got something for us? Uh, this time of year. Yeah. I like when I go outside in the evening and it smells a little bit like a fireplace fire. Yeah. My man. Yeah. Chili, little Love jacket it. on, yeah. bundle up. Bone broth. I Where'd you make Bone broth, yeah. Chicken, oh, chicken, bo- chicken broth yesterday. Mm. So I'll, I'll leave the doors open or the windows open let all night, let that cold air in and just right bundle up and, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> degrees in my home currently. Yeah, nice. Jen, get up on that mic and tell us something you love. I Okay, so I'm going to go back to these kids because I have okay. a good one to watch. Okay. I do. Yeah. So my four-year-old is a dinosaur fanatic, and he has figured out really what extinction means and that the dinosaurs are not here anymore, and he is totally heartbroken. Oh. So, tell him that some dinosaurs right are not here. <laughs> Actually, no, some birds are dinosaurs. Yeah, they're birds. That's Absolutely. what we look for them all the time. We talk about it all the time. So we are on that bird hunt to really Just be like that alligator is basically a dinosaur. But he is just like beside That him, is so hilarious. Yeah, because they learn it's stuff about that. It's such, like, a, such a pure innocence. Yes, oh, it is, it's man. delightful. He's so sad. So. That is, that's oh, fun. That's yeah. huge. He's great. Roman, yeah. what do you love? 
I love whenever you get off of work or you wake up in the morning and it's chilly in your house and you get to take that really extremely hot, mm. boiling hot shower and Ooh, just yeah. melt all of that nastiness off of you. Yeah. I'm a cold shower guy. Oh, man, Ooh, I can't do what? it. I mean, it shocks what? the system. It'll wake you up. I heard You're it keeps you alive longer. Monster. I heard it keeps you alive longer, show with but them. I can't do it. I need the I'm hot. A cold shower guy. It'll change your life. Dude. Every time? You're dead to me. Most cold. I can't do it. Like cold, cold. Cold. I heard it's good for your circulation. Don't look at me in my eyes like that cold. and put that face on, okay? Cold. Like, Jesus, Lord. Like, swimming the pool. <laughs> cold, boy. Yeah, I know, really dude. Cold. Seth! Hi. Hi. Do you love anything? I like, uh, I love watching Roman shower. <laughs> <laughs> Join the club, At least baby. someone does. I, I love, uh, uh, our 10th anniversary of our deployment was earlier this month. And uh, a lot of guys shared a lot of pictures, and I saw pictures I didn't know yeah. Yeah, that's were ever cool. even yeah. taken of me, and just you know, it's just a little memory lane. Cause yeah, that that's was cool. fun. That was cool for us to see. Yeah, it's it cool. That's why I love. Pictures. I used to I, <laughs> I, I used pictures. to smoke cigs, and I used to save the world. <laughs> uh, I love that quote you had for that one, and even seeing Roman, we got two gunners. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, you know, he posted his picture. Yeah. I was like, dude, I got one. I got to share with <laughs> yeah, along with so you, man. That's awesome. That I is, love uh, that It's like stuff. the two guys like, oh, you think you're packing? <laughs> yeah. And then Matt shows up in the Apache. Yeah. <laughs> what I thought was cool about mine is you got I, paperwork, and then you have the ammo that leads to the 50 cows. So it's like you got to have the paperwork first, and then you can <laughs> yeah, have I everything know, I else that comes out. That's a pretty cool picture. That's no kind of a, kind of a cool was. deal, though. Like It's it's almost it's almost a loss, lost on us with, with all of our pictures being uploaded in the cloud now and everything's online, but... Going through those old yeah. boxes of pictures of you know family members stuff like that just happened with my grandma's funeral a couple weeks ago. Like all these cool yeah. old pictures yeah. of family together. I'm like, yeah. man, I don't know if I've ever seen that, and if I have, it's been 15, 20 yeah. years. I remember that day. Yeah, that's so cool. Might bring a thing I like or something. That's a good thing, thing. I love, guys. This you, did you like what happened this first half hour? I sure did. It's brought to you by um, Missouri Medical Cannabis Company. Okay, are, are they the ones? Who Omedcanco.com. They're the best. They got a new coconut uh, CBD out there. It's quality MCT CBD. Oil. Yeah. It's quality. Let me say it again. It's quality CBD, and it's real CBD. Dare I say the highest quality you can buy? Yeah. Inter- Do they have also. a lime flavor so you can put them together? You can put the lime in the coconut. <laughs> no, I thought cocoa was chocolate, and I was like, exciting! And he's like, you're an idiot. It's MCT oil. Don't you have a show about exciting. this guy? Enter Hoso at checkout. Capital H O capital S O. You'll get fifteen percent off your entire order site wide. Really, guys? On the other side of the break, we're going to come at you. With a little bit of cannabis talk, do we have our do we have our guest? Uh, our guest yeah. are outside. Fantastic! So we're going to have studio. a little bit of uh, talk with a medical professional, what? a doctor, Doctor Mimi Vo. She's going to educate us a little bit. She's going to be speaking at the conference, MoCanicon.com. Tickets are still on sale. This is Hoosier Sophisticate, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. On the phone, we got Adolphus Bush V. I was planning on going back to St. Louis and working for what used to be the family company. I was told that it was a conflict of interest and they could no longer hire Bush family members. You know, it was probably a blessing in disguise. I got into the cannabis industry. What was it like growing up in St. Louis? Like, are we going to hang out in the west wing of one of the houses? You know, like, but what, what was it like? Explain that to a pauper like me. <laughs> you know, when my... Uh... <laughs> Jesus. That would be great. Who's your sophisticate with Craig Kohler and Steve? Stephen Elgin, Fridays from 6 to 8 p.m. on WGNU. Hi, I'm Jay Ashcroft. Here at the Secretary of State's office, we take the integrity of our elections seriously. Missourians agreed and passed Constitutional Amendment 6. Missouri's new photo ID law is now in effect. Have questions about the new voter ID law or need to register to vote? We're here to help. Visit showittovote.com or call 866-868-3245. 
Remember, if you're registered to vote, you can vote. Sponsored by the Missouri Secretary of State's Office. Hi, I'm Blake with Missouri Medical Cannabis Company. We provide high-quality hemp oil with CBD. Canada Dial is changing people's lives every single day. If you're looking for premium-quality CBD, check us out at momedcanco.com. Try out our 250-milligram blended bottles from just 22 bucks, or the 500 milligrams from 40 or even the 1000 from just $49.99. If you don't like the taste of oil, try our capsules. Get 30 60-milligram capsules for only 60 bucks. You need something for your pet? Check out our line of pet products online now at momedcanco.com. And as always, we have free shipping to all 50 states. So go now to momedcanco.com. Financial advice you can understand on The Dave Ramsey Show. What is the definition of a millionaire? Well, the definition of a millionaire is someone with a million dollar, a one million dollar or greater net worth. Net worth is defined as what you own minus what you owe. If you sold everything off, paid all your debts, would there be a million dollars or more in a pile? What you own minus what you owe, your assets minus your liabilities. When that equals a million dollars, you're a millionaire. The Dave Ramsey Show, weekdays at 1 p.m. right here on WGN. Hey Hoosiers, Greg Kohler here. With home buying season heating up, be sure to get a quote from a top agency and provider of the number one home insurer in North America. They offer coverage that's second to none. In fact, if your AC goes out, they offer a new endorsement where you can get a replacement from a local HVAC company. Give them a call, 314-961-4800. If you get a machine and you don't talk to a person, we'll give you one of these fine Hoosier sophisticated tees. Just takes one phone call or apply online at carltoninsurance.net. People do business with James because they like and trust him. Just check them out on Google and Facebook. If your insurance is costing you a leg and an arm, then call James Carlton State Farm. Roof, roof? You know what that sound is. That's Rufus the Roofing Dog from Lifetime Roofing and Renovation. They're former insurance adjusters. They will fly a drone over your house to check to see if you've had any hail damage. Heck, they'll get up there and tell you themselves. They have an office in Webster Groves, and they're looking to help you out. Lifetime Roofing and Renovation, 314-800-0426. Give them a call. Find them online at lifetimestl.com. This is St. Louis Baseball Weekly. You said everything will be all well in a few days. What level of concern should Cardinal fans have regarding your elbow? I mean, if you're concerned whether I make 30 or 31 starts, then be very concerned. If you're concerned whether I'm going to make 30 or 10, then not. St. Louis Baseball Weekly with Brian Stoll. Every Friday at noon, right here on WGNU, 920 a.m. Hey there, sophisticated Hoosiers. Have you been to our website? Visit HoosierSophisticate.com and listen to our uncensored podcast. Share some laughs with us. Send us fan mail so we can feel warm and special. Buy our merchandise so that we can eat. Wear your Hoosier Sophisticate t-shirt at social gatherings and let the women approach you. Wear it around the office and get that big promotion instead of Ted. That's right. Screw Ted. Ted sucks. That's HoosierSophisticate.com. On the phone, we got Adolphus Bush V. I was planning on going back to St. Louis and working for what used to be the family company. I was told that it was a conflict of interest and they could no longer hire Bush family members. You know, it was probably a blessing in disguise. I got into the cannabis industry. What was it like growing up in St. Louis? Like, are we going to hang out in the west wing of one of the houses? You know, like, what, what was it like? Explain that to a pauper like me. <laughs> 
Who's your sophisticate with Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin? Fridays from 6 to 8 p.m. on WGNU. Of the entire Pink CD. Floyd bringing us back. Our rejoins this week are songs written about a real person. Yes, they are. This was my choice. This was, of course, uh, written for the original lead singer, Sid Barrett of Pink Floyd. Who uh, did he eat too much acid yeah, and go well, crazy? Because I mean, now what we know, know about Jens... I don't know if that could be substantiated, but it certainly didn't help with his schizophrenia that, yeah. that he eventually uh, went into. Guy could write some music. Though. It was written about Sid Barrett. And a lot of songs, "Shine On You, Crazy Diamond." There yeah. was a ton. Of, a lot of Pink Floyd's work was uh, in. I don't want to say memoriam because he didn't die until years later, but was was with him in mind. Uh, really, Sid Barrett, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, uh, Sid Barrett. How many C- albums was he on? Oh man, he was on the early albums, probably like three out, three okay. or four albums. Umaguma, like going back. I, I think yeah. he stopped at like metal, probably. So sweet. We're going to talk about Pink Floyd this entire. <laughs> Hope you guys are locked in for some Pink Floyd talk with Doctor Mimi Vo. No, uh, guys, we have Doctor Mimi Vo in studio. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. We are uh, really excited about a, a lot of things that we have coming up here in the next month or so. Right. Uh, we've got obviously uh, voting on November 6th. We've got three medical cannabis initiatives. Never happened before. Which is first. pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's – uh, I find myself – I had somebody at my B&I meeting the other day come up to me and say, which way am I voting on this one again? Like, yeah, I know. You know and I'm like <laughs> – well, you know, it's not, happening not to tell you, but here's the breakdown, and you're voting yes on two, and no it's on happening three. more and more. <laughs> you're voting yes on two, no on three, and no on C. Um, so, Mimi, what brought you? Uh, first off, give us a little bit about your background. Sure, um, I grew up here in St. Louis, actually in Webster Groves, and then I went off to medical school when I was 17 years old. I went to the University of Missouri Kansas City to six-year program. That's right. So I um, graduated pretty early um, at the age of 23. Really underachiever, ha- huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in, in, <laughs> I'm like a line of doctors, and so like I was always told, you know, drugs are bad. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, never learned really much anything about cannabis at all during medical school or anything about it. It was in 2003 when I graduated. And it wasn't until I went to North Carolina for residency, I had this progressive doctor who worked in a hospice care center. I was there for a month. And she said, hey, did you know cannabis can be used to for patients um, who are dying and used for, you know, nausea and chemotherapy? And she gave us articles to read. And I'm like, what? This wow. is illegal. Why are we talking about this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, it just kind of she opened my mind to the possibility of it as a medicine. And then you know, fast forward, that was in like 2004, 2005, like 13, 14 years later. You know, the whole landscape has changed. the The ideas we have about it has changed, and yeah. it's just I've gotten a chance to do the research myself and actually see how it's helped my own patients now as a clinician and working with patients. 
Did they teach you about the endocannabinoid system? They didn't. I knew nothing about it. And How is that possible? Yeah, yeah we knew nothing about it at all. Um, all we learned was that it's not addictive uh, in medical school. That was the only thing we learned was cannabis was not addicting, although I kn- now know that that's not completely true. Yeah. It's, you know, caffeine is addicting, so is sugar and other things, but sure. it's not completely not addicting. But, um, you know, as far as the endocannabinoid system, we knew nothing. And I actually didn't know nothing until a few months ago when I was like, you know what? I should probably learn about this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I would meet people out in California or in Colorado, and they're like, you don't know anything about them? Like, no, they didn't teach us. We don't talk about it. We're so busy in our doctor lives that I talk to other doctors, and they're like, I've never heard of it. And uh, yeah, wow, yeah, and so I became the healthcare and education chair of the Missouri Cannabis Trade Association, and my focus is to bring this knowledge that I've learned in the last year to physicians, to nursing staff, to other healthcare professionals in an easy way for them to learn because in their busy lives with all of their electronic mm-hmm. health record systems and all of that they and their children and they're you know just trying to be a person just just you know working as a clinician how do i bring this to them how do how did i have time to carve out of my busy day to learn this and so i'm actively going out to different hospital systems and speaking um, mm-hmm. and teaching doctors during lunch because that's when they learn while they're eating. And that's that's what I'm doing right now. How is it received with your peers? You know, I would say um, in my own calculation, in my own head, out of 10 doctors that I talk to, like eight of them are like, wow, that's so cool. This is great. This mm-hmm. is great. Oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's promising. And another two will be like, I just don't have time for it. I don't have, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do this, or I just don't believe in the research that's out there. But I think most of them are pretty excited that this is available. I mean, we can write for opium products, you know. We can sure. write for opiates, and yet we cannot write for cannabis, and that's just really unfortunate. So. Oh, wow. Well, how have you seen uh – Marijuana, uh, medicinal marijuana. How have you seen it affect uh, people? Because you're in St. Louis right now, mm-hmm. so we can't even, you know, recommendations. It's yeah. all about recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you have these talks, how does it, you know, is it just papers and like, because uh, everything's anecdot- anecdotal, we right. always find out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always like, oh, mm-hmm. you see this kid who has epilepsy yeah. uh, on a video, and then he, they give him cannabis oil, and it mm-hmm. stops immediately. Yeah. And other people be like, that's anecdotal. We haven't, and I'm big, I'm <laughs> yeah. stuck on the schedule one. Right, what they right. say, it's no medicinal value. Right. So how right. do you kind of maneuver those uh, that world? So so it's interesting. As I looked and, you know, when I talked to other doctors, some of them would say, well, there's just no research out there. Yeah. And then I'll come back and say, well, have you seen this 2015 paper in the Journal of American Medical Association? If you're an internist, that's what we read. Um, or have you looked at all of this research papers? There's meta-analysis. There's things in the Cochrane data. There's actually stuff out there. It's just that we don't have time to read it. And then, you know, when I'm bogged down with reading about, you know, the newest cancer therapies, I'm not really having time or looking at cannabis research. So there's not great, like, double-blind, placebo-controlled trials, which we like to have. There's great case reports. There's great meta-analysis out there that show that it's effective for neuropathic pain. um, Meta-analysis? Meta-analysis is where they pile together, like, tons of research papers, and they read all of them, and then they compile it together into one paper. And so, you know, there was one that looked at 28 different meta-analyses, and they said, yes, it's effective for neuropathic pain, that it is helpful for nerve pain and it's helpful for spasms and it's helpful for chronic pain and it's helpful for to reduce you know the dosages of opiates that we can use you know we could reduce morphine three the dosage by three times we can reduce the dosage of codeine by like 10 times if we use it with cannabis and i mean the beauty is that 
the endocrine, with the endocannabinoid system, it's not in the brainstem, so people can't stop breathing. You know, you can't overdose to the point where you stop breathing, you die from it, and where you do with opium because sure. it, there's, there's receptors in the brainstem. And so in one article in 2015 in the Journal of American Medical Association, the states that have adopted medical marijuana laws, there was 25% deaths from overdose with opiates. And why is that? Because people are using it with cannabis for pain. And so they're not needing to increase their dosage of opiates and they're not dying. With Interesting. Opiate, you know, yeah, because that's so. the thing with opiates. Yeah. You find the, yeah. uh, you know, you start at 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams, whatever, you and then ha- you develop a tolerance. Mm-hmm. And so you have to increase over time. And then you get all the side effects with the respiratory depression where people stop breathing, the constipation, and all of those um, side effects from the opiates that you Oof. can mitigate if you use it with cannabis. For and sure. so, I mean, and that's one of the things that, um, you know, that one of the doctors said to me, well, tell me about you being so pro-cannabis and then it being a gateway drug. Well, what I, in the research that I've done, it's not a gateway drug. It's an exit drug. Really what we're yeah. seeing is that it's being used to get people off addictive substances, other addictive substances. And one of the research studies in California showed that people are using, 40% of people use cannabis to get off alcohol. Sixty-six percent of people are using it to get off prescription drugs. I mean, wow. if there is something that's safer than Tylenol or safer than opiates and safer than alcohol, to me, that's an exit drug. Absolutely. It's not a gateway drug. Absolutely. And and I, I just that in itself, I think, speaks volumes. And it's um, you know that's why Washington University and Dr. Addie Poe is doing research in cannabis and opiates. I mean, it's it's just remarkable. Really, when I started looking into this, and you asked about it being illegal here in Missouri, um, my patients come to me, and they will say, you know, when I I have to ask them the normal things I ask, you know, do you drink, do you smoke alcohol, do you use illicit drugs? And some of them will say, well, I kind of use marijuana. And I'll (laughs) say, well, what are you using it for? And then they open up to me because they they feel like they can. And they'll say, well, I'm getting it from Colorado. I'm driving over there. I have a friend in California who mails it to me, and I'm using it for PTSD. I'm using it for anxiety, and it works really well. And I feel like I am using it for this pain, and it works so much better. And and I'm happy for them that it's working, but I'm really sad that you know we they have to do it in an illegal oh, sure. way. Mm-hmm. And there are many patients who are not willing mm-hmm. to go that route sure. and who who could mm-hmm. be getting help from it, but they can't because they're you know they're not willing to navigate that system and go at it in an illegal way. Yeah. You know? So and there's people who aren't educated about it as well, right. and so that's creating a huge issue. Yeah. Absolutely. So what are are the normal uh, duties of an internist? What would you specialize in? Is that kind of a general medicine? Yeah. So an internist, so, you know, family medicine does a little bit of everything. And then you have your pediatrician who takes care of kids. And I'm an internist who focuses on adults. So our three years of training is in hospital medicine. We take care of patients with heart attacks and cancers, liver, kidney disease, and um, really focused on the adult. So I'm specialized in adult medicine. Okay. All right. Now, we uh, hear the term that you guys call cannabis a catch-all because it works on all these different things. And we've kind of, you know, we've done our, tried to do our own research, too, um, where, you know, a lot of maybe the same ailments come from inflammation or something, you know, where you're seeing a lot of the same... uh, Autoimmune. Yes. Yeah. So... 
where where do you see cannabis helping uh you know as far as those lines yeah. go so i think the number one thing that can be used for and it is being used for now is for pain and pain encompasses so many things i mean there's migraine pains menstrual pains mm-hmm. there's all kinds of pain mm-hmm. so i think it's very effective in pain it's very helpful with like spasms and neuropathic pain which are all types of pains but the newer research is looking at the endocannabinoid system and a deficiency of endocannabinoids mm-hmm. in our body. And so Dr. Russo is doing that research since 2004 and looking at you know, diseases where there is an endocannabinoid deficiency possibility as a reason for patients to have these symptoms. So migraine, irritable bowel syndrome, fibromyalgia, anxiety, depression. Maybe that's why we can't figure out a best way to treat these diseases is because we haven't identified what is the common component is the where's the problem yeah. and so in something. in some of these patients yep. it, that's the that's where i'm seeing these patients come to me and say you know my fibromyalgia pain is better or my migraines are so much better my meds, you know i'm i'm just doing much better with my anxiety and my ptsd we just maybe that genetically is is patients are predisposed to these illnesses because they have a lack of the endocannabinoid you know receptors, receptors and then or the they're not making enough endocannabinoids and yeah. they're not making enough anandamide and yeah, the bliss molecule. Well, and, yeah. and with it being illegal, still there, there's still uh, for people just coming to it, they might only think that you can only smoke it. Or, right. you know, yeah. one of my big regrets right. I, I talk about with my dad was he had a, an internal stomach cancer, and he did uh, uh, he smoked to help with nausea and and pain. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, had we, you know, I just wonder what if, right. you know, had we had an RSO and some and, and fed right. more edibles and actually put it into into that spot because it was, uh, you know, he uh, peritone his peritoneum yeah mm-hmm. uh, peritoneal cancer and so they said basically there was no way they would have ever found it because yeah. his appendix would have had to burst for them to yeah. have gone in there and found this sack and Whew. and so i wonder you know had he been ingesting more uh, uh cannabinoids versus just you know just smoking them if it, if it would have what kind of difference mm-hmm. it might have made if it would have mm-hmm. slowed things down yeah. if it would have mm-hmm. helped with the intestinal matting mm-hmm. you know so that's, um, that's another myth that way here is you're smoking cannabis it's going to cause lung cancer, you know, and there's study there's a study out there that looked at people who smoked cannabis versus those who didn't and there was was equal or lower rates of lung cancer and those that smoked. Um, and the reason that we think that may be is because that's the newest part of research that we're finding with cannabis is its use in cancer treatments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it being used for um, glioblastomas, which are brain tumors, yeah. yep. and um, these other like eye tumors, mm-hmm. and really looking at its use in nerve tumors. And so maybe that's the reason why we're seeing this. And we just haven't been able to research it, you know. Yeah. And I think that when we do, we're going to be hopefully finding a lot more that we we can can help treat. Sure. Um, but th- but that's the newer thing is vaporizing, mm-hmm. you know, tinctures, creams, and Dessert it's not lips. just about yeah. smoking, you know, cannabis. There's a lot of the ways. I would say most of my patients will do use it sure. in like an edible form or whatnot. Yeah. Sure. Okay. A little two-part question for you here. Um, all right. So CBD, THC, mm-hmm. uh, we're finding out different, you know, right. THC works well for some things. CBD works well for other things. Uh, are you familiar with the, like, the full plant spectrum? And do you think yeah. getting it in a full plant spectrum is probably the way to go? I do. I do. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll go ahead and answer yeah. that one first. So I believe we'll, that there is an entourage effect. I believe that there okay. are things that we don't completely understand about the plant. And so there are a lot of these terpenes, different cannabinoids. There's 60 to 80 cannabinoids that they've identified. And they probably have different um, pharmacological therapeutics to them. Sure. And we just haven't been able to identify all of it. 
also the receptor takes THC and CBD in different ways. And mm-hmm. so I believe that it's helpful together. And so if you're using just the CBD only products, it's probably, you're not probably getting all of the effects. Um, and I think that that's why, you know, GW Pharmaceuticals in England oh, and yeah. the UK is um, get a lot of the research that's good quality research is from them. Mm-hmm. Why we're seeing the, um, the good effects that we are. Mm-hmm. And that's why the FDA approved, you know, the, yeah. the Epidiolex. whole Epidiolex. recently. Yep. Yeah. Now, how, do we have studies where it affects kids? Because a study just came out the other day by, oh, I forget who it was, but saying oh, cannabis is much worse for adolescent brains than alcohol. And the science was real iffy on it. Yeah. I, obviously, alcohol is, Jesus, yeah. alcohol. Yeah. I think about the things I did on alcohol. I'm like, what? You, yeah. what? <laughs> what? But... Uh, as far as that goes, it's kids. Do we have any studies that say, oh, no. Uh, no. Yeah. So even to do research on adults, um, you know, I've talked to Dr. Sue Sicily out of Arizona who's oh, doing yeah. the PTSD research yeah. um, there. And all the hoops and the years that she's been going through to get, you know, U.S. grade, you know, marijuana from mississippi which she showed uh, pictures of it it's, it's not rough. very the good worst. it's yeah. rough it's like so, lawn clippings right and so she said that she's only gone through like phase two trials with cannabis with adults and she and whereas with her mdma research she's been able to go to phase three so imagine if she we can't even get through hoops to study adults how are we going to study children it's just not there but these case studies and me speaking to other um um, in other states and people even here who are treating children with CBD for seizures, they say, hey, I'd rather have a child who's awake and talking to me than one that's having seizures nonstop and not learning how to talk, not yeah. learning how to grow, yeah. not being able to walk. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe there are effects for their brain, but at least I have my child alive sure. and talking to me rather than not. You know, so I think that research is probably long, long way away. Sure. But it needs to be done. Yeah, that's really that's what upsets me so much because you have parents who are playing doctor yeah. with yeah. their kids. You know, if because my kid was they seizing out, right. yeah. they're like, "Well, how do I make this oil? Let me get online and try." Yeah. What are we doing, Brent? And I guess it starts with education. You know, we have the conference yes. coming up October twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Yes. You'll be talking, yes, I'll be talking there. So old Dr. Yes. Sue Sisley, as a matter of fact. Yes, that's yeah. right. Dr. Yeah. Sisley will be there too. Have absolutely. you talked to her much about the PTSD? Yes, absolutely. Um, we've talked about her research, and she feels like that she finds. Um, the case studies are much better than her research because of that problem, because she doesn't have very good quality cannabis sure. to give out to patients. Um, but she she finds that it's it's helping patients with PTSD. It's Absolutely. interesting that you said that her MDMA research is, is progressing <laughs> along, because I follow I follow Sue along parties. With, with, well, with maps and everything, and, and I see that they're making huge strides in treating depression and yeah, PTSD maps. with not only MDMA, but also psilocybin and other entheogens or whatever your preferred mm-hmm. term is. Um, so it, I guess maybe because MDMA is maybe easier to measure doses and therefore do studies on, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Um, that's I, a bit I of a tangent. I think that there's a big group of people who are just anti-cannabis. And yeah, so the weird. government is just very anti-cannabis for some reason. And it's been there since the 1930s when it started. And unfortunately, that's the way things are. You yeah. know, People don't know, may not know a lot about MDMA. So they're like, sure. okay, that's that's fine. It's not um, a political issue or, you know. Yeah, it's just really a, interesting a, to me. Big governmental issue. Would you say a lot of your peers struggle with, like, the opioid epidemic? Because Absolutely. 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 I was a physician um, out in Sullivan, Missouri, and I dealt with it on a daily basis, um, the opiate you know, epidemic and the opiate crisis that was out there, and been able to help 
some of the patients out there get off of opiates. Mm-hmm. And because my, my father, who's a physician, he owned the practice out there, and um, I worked with him, and he was very much like, you know, we've got to do things the right way. We've got to get people off of opiates, and we've, not, we've got to get people, you know, not addicted to prescription drugs. And so I worked really hard, and it was a lot more work for me. Sure. You know, I had to call around different pharmacies, talk to their mother, talk mm-hmm. to their father, get their whole community to help them out, you know. Um, whereas it would have been so much easier for me just, here, here's this prescription. What do you want? Here you go. Let's, right. You want more today? Let's get more, you right. know. So um, some of the, some physicians feel like it was so easy for them to keep writing prescriptions, and that just created the epidemic to go forward. Sure. Um, and now that it's such a hot-button issue – that you know, and physicians are 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 losing their licenses for writing yeah. these prescriptions. That's it's it's a lot more um, frowned upon, and it's it's looked at. But I think that it's going to be something that this is going to help. The cannabis as a medicine is going to help. With so that. we talked to you a little bit. You're going to be speaking at the conference uh, mm-hmm. with Dr. Sue Sicily, Dr. Jeffrey Hergen. Rather, there's going to be several doctors and medical professionals mm-hmm. there. Um, I I imagine as as somebody who who wants more science and everything, just to help prove the point. Um, there, there is a there is a point when it comes to legislation where you're like, just give me more than what I got. Yeah. But of the three initiatives, and I don't want to put you on the spot. Feel yeah. free not to answer. Um, you know, give us a breakdown. What do you think is the best, or or give give me a few reasons why maybe yeah. uh, you know looking at a certain initiative is the so way to go. I am all about yes on two. Um, New approach Missouri has the legislation written out in plain terms it says you know how many dispensaries how many cultivation licenses it will award and i think that makes it so that it'll be the quickest to get cannabis as a medicine to my patients it'll allow patients to for some home grow if they apply for a license i think will help in patients in rural areas who won't be able to make it to big city centers um and i think and it's the most similar to what Colorado and you know rolled out or Washington rolled out, um, you know, for the the amendment three, um, Dr. Brad Bradshaw's amendment. I just feel like there's nothing really plain in writing. We have no idea what he's going to decide, what medical conditions it'll be, um, and that makes me nervous because hey, he'll take care of it. It's Don't kind worry. of unheard of for somebody to write themselves literally into law. That's yeah, kind of unheard of. It is. Listen, guys, I'm going to take care of all the cannabis <laughs> stuff. Trust me. Okay, I'm good yeah. for it. <laughs> And, and, you know, he wants to do this research facility, and I'm all about research, but there are research facilities out in California, in Canada, and in the U.K., in, you know, Italy, and Germany. They're there's also a private Israel. market solution, there's, yeah. There's lots of research being done already, and I just don't believe that that's, this is it. You know, Springfield, Missouri is going to be the center of cannabis research in the world. I, just, I, I think that we should build upon what research is already being done instead yeah. of starting from scratch and doing something completely new. I don't think that that's going to be helpful for our patients in Missouri. We shouldn't be, you know, having our, our patients here in Missouri as guinea pigs, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without giving us too much, what are you going to be touching on at the uh, conference October 27th yeah. and 28th? So I'm going to touch on um, medical therapeutics of uh, cannabis and and really rolling out, the showing the research data that's available. So Perfect. I'll go through... It'll be a little brainy, but I'm going to go through some of the journal articles that are out there, some of the research that's already been done. Hey, look at your really look at you're dealing with. We're yeah. brainy guys in here, okay? Yeah. You can tell. And you'll all enjoy it. It'll be good. I'm just going to end up the day oh. with going through that. And then, you know, how the different um, conditions that are going to be approved, hopefully approved in and for 
for uh, medical cannabis in Missouri and touching on some of those different conditions and how medical marijuana can help them. As an internist, uh, you know, I, I feel like just from the outside looking in, the, the people that I want most in control of my access to medicine is – the person that I'm that has all of my uh, health <laughs> details, my doctor. So uh, that's one thing that uh, really turns me on about Yes on Two is the fact that it really empowers you in your job, in yeah. your expertise, yeah. and and who you know you you know your patient better than anybody else. You know uh, better than somebody better some bureaucrat in Jeff City uh, deciding whether or not their their ailment is. Uh, worthy of of this medicine so that's why for me yes on to such a such a big deal is that it, it empowers people like you who are actually doing the research who actually are sitting with your client and um and taking care of them mimi we are up against a little bit so we want to give you one last chance to to leave our leave our listeners with uh one one final thought about uh what you're working on and about cannabis and yeah. uh we can't thank you enough for coming well, thank, thank you so much so much well i'm just excited about cannabis coming to missouri and patient my patients being able to go and pick out what strain is going to be best for them for their yes. condition choosing the dosages that's right for them um you know not not worrying about pesticides and molds and worrying about you know being caught and doing this in an illegal way i'm excited about being able to tell my patients to try something and it may not work just like when i try tylenol it doesn't work or motrin it doesn't work it may not work but at least i have that possibility it's going to be one of six different classes of pain medications i can use like i'm using opium now you know mm-hmm. as a medication so so oh, Dr. Mimi came in here, and we're just bo- two bobos, and we've been spouting off stuff kind of like this for like yeah, fine. So now we've been eighteen weeks. We've been corroborated. <laughs> I feel like someone came in here, and everyone, all everyone, validated. Our, our listeners are like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." Yeah, well, we've been trying. We've been telling you this all along. <laughs> what the heck, guys? Thank you so much for joining us for this yeah. first hour. Uh, brought to you by James Carlton State Farm. Check out carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. He made that interview possible, and that interview yeah. just knocked my socks off. Mimi Vo, Dr. Mimi Vo, we appreciate you coming in. Can't yeah. wait to see you at Thanks, the conference. Um, we'll check back in with you. A real quick question. How has AI uh, kind of wiggled its way? And I'm a big AI guy. I'll ask you after the commercial break. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, this is Hoosier Sophisticate on WGNU920AM.com and HoosierSophisticate.com. We'll see you on the other side.